How did Jesus Christ feed over 5,000 people with only two fish and five loaves of bread? And how did Samson beat back an army of over a thousand enemies with only the jawbone of a donkey? It's a gift of the Spirit called the working of miracles, and is still in operation today. Let's find out about it. The working of miracles is one of the nine gifts of the Spirit mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12, and it's truly an awesome gift, and it's still in operation today. Now, some people would say, how in the world would that go into operation today? We see it in Scripture, but how would that gift operate in today's world and in today's society? Well, first of all, we have to find out and understand what this gift is and how it works. So, what is the working of miracles? Here's a quick definition of this manifestation of the Spirit. It is, this gift works when God performs or empowers a person to perform a supernatural feat that goes against the laws of nature. Now, understand that. That's the important part right there. God empowers somebody or God himself intervenes in our world and performs a supernatural feat that goes against the laws of nature. So something that is impossible to happen in the ordinary course of nature. And when you see this gift operate in scripture, it is something that cannot be performed naturally at all. It's not something that can occur naturally. It's not even something that can occur as a fluke in the world. It is something that completely bends and goes against the laws of nature. Regarding this gift, Dr. Lester Sumrall described it like this. He said, regarding this gift in his book, The Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Spirit, he said, regarding this gift, we must realize one thing. We are dealing with God, and it is only a miracle as far as man is concerned. And I like that quote, and I want you to understand that. Because the God you serve is a supernatural God. And when he performs these things, when he performs miracles, when he performs healings, that is not something that is out there for him. That is not something that only happens once or twice a year. It's like an eclipse. It only comes every so often. That's not the case. God is a supernatural God. And when he performs miracles, when he performs healings, when his power begins to get demonstrated, that is normal to him. But to the natural man, that's when something is like, whoa, this is just a great act of God. But it's normal to him. And why do you need to understand that? Because the problem with modern Christianity is that they try to fit God into a box that voids him of who he is. What does that mean? They try to put God in a box and they want to dismiss the supernatural ministry of God. They want to dismiss the workings of the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't work like that. It can't work. He can't fit into the box because God is not natural. He is not a natural God. He possesses supernatural and divine power that is in operation every day. So you can't fit him into a box 
and have a fruitful church, a fruitful ministry, a fruitful Christian life while voiding his supernatural power, while throwing it away and putting it in the background. It doesn't work like that because God is supernatural. And when you come into contact with him, you come into contact with that power. It's impossible to come into contact with God and not encounter his supernatural power. Understand that. And many people need that power to work for them. God doesn't just possess this divine power and say, it's mine. Everybody get out of my face. I'm just using it to show off my power. It doesn't work like that. God possesses this power, but he wants to use it for you. He wants it to work in your life. He wants it to work on your behalf, but you have to be open to it. You have to accept it. You have to want that power to manifest in your life and on your behalf. And many people's needs, many of the needs that people have cannot be met by natural power. Many people's problems and issues cannot be solved by natural power. They can only be solved by a power greater than themselves. Many of the needs, many of the issues, many of the things that people are trying to attain in their life cannot be attained. Their problems can't be solved without supernatural power. That's how you have many people running after supernatural power and are very big into astrology and try and go to, you know, go, go to psychics and try to figure out where's my life going? What about this problem? What about this issue? Who am I? How can I attain this? How can I attain that? That's why like manifestation is so big today because everybody wants to get somewhere. Everybody has problems and issues that they need to be solved, but they know it can't be solved by natural power. So they try to contact supernatural power to get that done. The problem is the only power that can solve an issue, the only power that could take you to the place where you need to be is the power of God. Any other power is not going to benefit you. Any other power will take you down a wrong path. The enemy is not interested in your benefit. The enemy is not interested in you getting to where you need to be. The enemy is not interested in your profit. He may give things to you. He may send things to you and it may look great. It may look nice. It may be wrapped up with a pretty little bow, but let me tell you something. He has an ulterior motive behind it. And in the end, everything he gives you has a hefty price tag attached to it. And it will always lead you down a path of destruction. He's not interested in your benefit. He's not interested in your profit. So that's why you can't contact any power that is not the power of God because it won't bring you to where you need to be. It won't meet your needs. But thank God for the supernatural power of God. That is the only power in this world, in this universe that could take you out of the place you were and put you in the place that you need to be. That is the only power that could destroy every attack of the enemy against your life and rid you of it for good. That is the only power on the face of the earth that could set you free from bondage, bondages, sickness, and disease. 
That's the only power in this world that can do that. So you must make sure that you don't throw that power away. You're not ignorant of that power, but you understand it and open up yourself to let it work in your life. Amen. You have to become that person. And that's why the enemy tries to get modern Christianity to void itself of God's supernatural power, because that's the only power that can meet the needs of people. That's the only power that can truly work a miracle in your life. That's the only power that could truly break the attack of the enemy off of your life. And if you become a person who does not want that power to move, who shuns that power, then the enemy can have a field day in your life. He can have free reign in your life. That's why he tries to demonize it and try to get people to run away from it or look at it as something that will cause problems in your church and in your life. Don't look at the power of God like that. The power of God, anytime it goes into operation, is always for the benefit of people and it's always for the profit of people. When Jesus came around, and he came into contact with hurting people, with people who needed help, with people who needed healed, with people who needed delivered. Did they go away still bound, still sick, still messed up, still having problems? No. When Jesus came into contact with people's needs, they got healed, delivered, set free, and they always benefited by the end of it. The woman with the issue of blood, she walked away healed, had a serious problem. 12 years, couldn't get healed. And when she came into contact with Jesus, she left healed. Look at the woman at the well. She had problems. When she came into contact with Jesus, all her problems were solved. When Jesus came into contact with Jairus' daughter, rose her up, dead, rose her up. She got back up, alive again. When he came into contact with Lazarus, man was dead for four days. Oh, he stinketh. You took so long to come to us, Jesus. But when his power came into contact with the dead body of Lazarus, the man got healed. When Jesus came into contact with the 10 lepers, they got healed. When he came into contact with blind Bartimaeus, he ain't blind anymore. Amen. When he came into contact with the multitudes that needed to be healed, they went away healed. The Bible says he healed them all. Amen. When he came, there's so many examples I could give you of that. When the power of God goes into operation, it always works for your benefit. And the needs that you have can only be met by his power. They can only be met by that supernatural power. So don't throw it away. Don't put it on the back burner. Don't put it into a box. Don't put it aside and say, you know, we only have that power when the guest preacher shows up. No, let that power go into operation. Let that power have free reign in your life. And I promise you, it will always bring profit and benefit to you. That's what I want you to understand. First of all, that God is a supernatural God. And that is part of his character. It's not something that he puts on like a coat in the winter. It's part of who he is. And if that is part of who he is, he wants to let that power be shown in your life every day. So when it comes to this gift of working of miracles, this is not something that is a surprise to God, though it may be a surprise to us. It's not a surprise to him. It's part of who he is. And 
as I said, many people's needs can only be met by God's supernatural power. Many people's needs can only be met by a miracle. Nothing in the natural could solve their problem. Nothing they could do in this world could solve their problem. That's where the working of miracles comes in. They need a miracle. But let me say this before I get any further into this gift. Though we are supposed to desire this gift, as the Bible talks about, as the Apostle Paul said, though we desire it, though people need it, though we should let it go into operation in our churches and in our life, we should not run after it. And what do I mean by that? Because people are so hungry as I said, for the supernatural, that they will run after anything that is remotely supernatural. And understand, God is a supernatural God, but the enemy is a supernatural enemy. The devil also has supernatural power. It's just not good. And it's evil. So, if you become a person who is very desperate for miracles, and very desperate for the supernatural, and very desperate for power, but does not do it, if you will, in the right way, and you are just so desiring it that you just want to run after anything that looks like a miracle, anything that looks supernatural, that's how you will get deceived. That is how you will get deceived. And I say that because you see it many times in Christianity, many people have that desire, but is misplaced. And anything that comes up and says, you know, I have a deliverance ministry. Anything that comes up and says, you know, I carry power and my meetings are full of power. People are running to those meetings. But in some cases, I'm not going to say in every case because it's not in every case, but in a decent amount of cases, there are people that have ministries and hold meetings and have church services, and they have power present in the meetings, and they have great demonstrations of power, but they're not the power of God. They may have things happen that are supernatural, but it's not God's supernatural power. It's not the supernatural power of God. And that will mess many people up. Because though you desire the gifts of the spirit, though you desire them and want them to go into operation and should covet them, as the apostle Paul said, you have to understand the difference between the power of God and the power of the enemy and not just run after everything that looks supernatural. Let me tell you something. How do you know if something is of God? How do you know if a supernatural occurrence, a miracle or a display of power is of God or the enemy? Does it line up with the word of God? Does it bring glory to God? Is the end goal to draw people to Christ or to draw people to a man? That's how you know. And if it lines up with the word of God, if it brings glory to God, if it draws people closer to Christ and turns their attention to him, then that's how you know that sign, that wonder, and that miracle is of God. If not, run far away from it. And don't give it any second thought. I don't care if this person may say, I have such a powerful ministry. I have a deliverance ministry. But if what they're doing does not line up with the word of God, we have a problem. And I say that because there's many, many deliverance ministries that are on the rise today. I've talked about this before. Many deliverance ministries today. And it's become almost like a trend in 
modern Christianity today. And thank God for the delivering power of God. I'm not against deliverance ministries. I'm not against the delivering power of God. I've done that before in my own ministry. So I'm not against it. But what I am against is people who try to put on a show and try to just put on a display of power. People need to be set free from the power of the enemy. That is not your time to get up and go put on a show for the world to see and show off that, oh, I have this great power and hold a 35-minute conversation with a demon. I was just having this conversation with one of my friends who was also in the ministry yesterday. We Many people get up and spend their whole times in their, quote, deliverance ministries just having full-fledged conversation with demons. What does that do? You only see in the scripture Jesus having a conversation with a demon once. Many of the other times, Jesus, that demon tried to speak. Jesus was like, shut up and get out. The devil is a liar. Demons lie. They want to draw attention to themselves and make themselves look like they're such these powerful beings that you must fear. We are not giving you any space to speak. We are not giving you any space to lie. If I come into contact with somebody who is demon possessed, my end goal is not to interview the demon like I'm Dr. Phil. My end goal is to get that spirit out. And I carry a power that is greater than that demon spirit. So when I come into contact with you, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to know who you are. I don't, I don't care where you came from. I don't care if you're the spirit from this king back in 55 BC. Get out. I don't have time for that. Get out. I'm not here to put on a show. We're here to get you out and set people free. And many people who operate under these familiar spirits, it always brings the glory to themselves. It brings the glory to themselves. It makes people look at them like, oh my gosh, this person is so powerful. When in reality, if the power of God goes into operation, it will always in the end bring the glory back to God. And that was a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I'm trying to say that desire spiritual gifts, but understand that they must line up with the word of God. Everything always has a foundation in the word of God. Every sign, every wonder, every miracle will line up with the word of God because the Holy Spirit will never work aside from the word. He will never work independent of the word. Amen. He will never work independent of the word of God. He will always work in line with the word. Bible said that he won't come. Jesus said when he comes, he's not going to come speak of himself. He's going to come speak what I tell him to speak. He's in line with Jesus, who is the word made flesh, and he's in line with the word of God. He's not coming to testify of himself. He's not coming to work some little side mission that he has. He falls in line with God. He falls in line with Jesus and he falls in line with the word of God. So don't become so hungry for the supernatural that you just receive anything that is supernatural. Because as I said, the enemy carries power too. He carries supernatural power too. Look in the scriptures in the book of Exodus. When God sent Moses and Aaron to Pharaoh to perform signs to convince him to let his let the Israelites go out of slavery. One of the signs that he performed was he threw down his staff and the Bible says it turned into a serpent. And when that happened, Aaron's staff, he threw it down, it turned into a serpent. Pharaoh's sorcerers came and performed the same sign. They threw down their staffs and they performed the same sign. It's in Exodus 7. They did the same thing. 
Now, we see throughout the course of that story, Aaron's staff came and swallowed up all their staffs, showing that the power of God is greater than the power of the enemy. But understand, they still did it, but they didn't do it by the way of the power of God. Uh, in the book of Revelation, we see the Antichrist and the false prophet. The Bible says that during the tribulation period that is coming very soon, the Antichrist will operate with the false prophet and the false prophet will be given power to perform false signs, wonders and miracles to deceive the world into worshiping the Antichrist. Sets up a statue of the man, commands it to speak. It begins to speak, calls down fire from heaven, performs all these miracles. And people will say, oh yeah, you know, that looks like, you know, that looks so powerful. That looks so supernatural, but it's by a different spirit. Understand that. It's by way of a different spirit. Do not, do not, and I don't know why I'm stuck here. I'm trying to go forward, but I don't know why I'm stuck. Do not become so hungry for the supernatural that you throw away the word of God. Because everything that happens, every miracle that happens, every sign, every wonder that is of God, every manifestation of the Holy Spirit will fall in line with the word of God. It will fall in line with God's word. You will be able to find it or the principle of it in God's word. And if you can't find it in the word, if it does not line up with the word, then guess what? It's not of God. I don't care how spectacular it looks. It's not of God if it doesn't line up with his word. So leave, make the word a foundation. Make the word your foundation and don't operate aside from it. This is a whole different, this is a whole different teaching. But when signs, wonders, and miracles come, they come to confirm the word of God. They come to confirm the word. They don't operate just out of the blue by themselves. They come to confirm this word. That's what the Bible said in Mark 16, verse 20. They come to confirm the word of God. They don't just work by themselves as an end to themselves. They work to confirm this word, show is true, draw people to Christ, and bring souls into the kingdom of God. And benefit God's people. Amen. All right, let's go forward. Let me give you some examples of the workings of miracles in the scripture. Because, as I said, it is God empowering somebody, or God himself performing a supernatural feat that goes against the ordinary course of nature. That goes against the natural laws of the world and one example of this gift in operation one person who this gift operated very heavily in the life of was samson samson was one of israel's judges before the time of the kings and he was a great example of this gift in operation and the bible gives you a couple instances of this gift going into manifestation let's go to the book of judges chapter 14 Let's go to verse 5 of Judges 14. Now watch what the Bible says here. So in this story, Samson is going to look for a wife. He sees somebody out of the camp of the Philistines, which were Israel's enemies, and he sees a girl there, and he wants to take her as his wife. So as he's going on his journey to take this woman as his wife, watch what happens here. Verse 5. As Samson and his parents were going down to Timnah, a young lion suddenly attacked Samson near the vineyards of Timnah. At that moment, the spirit of the Lord, watch that, came powerfully upon him. 
Watch this. So you're going to see the working of miracles go into operation. But as I said earlier, it came from the spirit of the Lord. And you're going to see through the story of Samson in Judges 14, 15, and 16, you see that when he begins to perform these supernatural feats, when this gift goes into operation, the Bible will tell you, and the spirit of the Lord rushed heavily on Samson, and then he did X, Y, Z. So that tells you that his feats were performed through the spirit of the Lord. This miracle that he did was performed through the power of God. So the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, and he ripped the lion's jaws apart with his bare hands. He did it as easily as if it were a young goat. But he didn't tell his father and mother about it. Now watch that right there. It didn't matter. It does not matter how strong a person is. It doesn't matter how strong you are. It is impossible. Let me tell you something. It's impossible to rip a lion apart by the jaws with your bare hands. Understand that here he is walking through the vineyards and a lion, a hungry, live, attacking lion shows up and begins to attack him. He has no weaponry. He has no natural way of defeating this lion. He's dead meat in the natural. And anybody that got into that situation, no weapons, no nothing. You're dead meat. But the spirit of the Lord came on Samuel. And you see this gift going to operation. He takes that line by the jaws and... Bible said it was like he was a young goat. No striving. It was just like easy ass pie. He just ripped the line apart, killed it. Goodbye. What was that? The power of God came in and interrupted the course of nature. Interrupted natural laws came on Samson and empowered him to perform that miracle. You see that? He accomplished the impossible through this gift. He accomplished an impossible feat, something that could not have happened naturally. He accomplished it through the power of God and through the operation of the working of miracles. And you see other examples of this. There's another story where he kills a thousand Philistines with the, do- with the jawbone of a donkey. Understand that. He, I believe he's in Judges 15. The Philistines capture him and he says, okay, tie me up. And they came, they said, we're coming to tie you up and take you to the Philistines and take you as a captain. So he says, okay, tie me up. They tie him up. And they say, well, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. They're coming. And the Bible says it was like the ropes that were on him just became like straw. They just became like straw and just fell off of him. And he got up, took the jawbone of a donkey and killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey. What was that? And the Bible tells you there too, the spirit of the Lord came on him and then he performed that feat. That's impossible to do in the natural. What was that? The working of miracles. The gift of the spirit went into operation and caused him to win a victory over his enemies and over the enemies of Israel. Understand that. The Philistines were Israel's enemies for a while. And he being the judge, the leader at the time, he took out their enemies just like that. A thousand of them with a donkey's jawbone. That's the working of miracles going into operation. And at the end of his life, when... 
He breaks his vow. He gets involved with wrong company, gets involved with Delilah, and she was against him. And they end up cutting off his hair, taking him, taking him as a captive, and kind of putting him up as a shrine in their temple. And they're having a party, they're having a banquet, and they're rejoicing to their god Dagon because, oh, we captured our enemies and our god has delivered him into our hands. And they have him in the temple and they're making him perform for him. And they put him up against the, he asked them to put him up against the pillars of the temple, the ones that are holding up the temple. And he prays to God, he's lost his strength. He's broken his vow. He doesn't have his strength anymore. And he prays to God one more time. And the Bible says the power of God came on him. And he pushed against the pillars of the temple. And the Bible says it came down. The whole temple came crashing down. And he killed more enemies in that one act than he did in his entire life. In that one act, by pushing down the temple through the power of God. In a temple full of these people that were mocking the God of Israel, and thought that their God was all-powerful and delivered their enemy into his hand. God wasn't going to stand for that. David ain't more powerful than the God of Israel. God empowered Samuel one more time and was merciful to him, and he pushed down that whole temple and won a great victory for God and put Dagon to shame. What was that? The working of miracles. I don't care how strong you are. Naturally, you would not have been able to push down a whole temple and take out that many enemies just by pushing on pillows. You could not just push on the temple pillars and do that. Nobody's strong enough to do that. But the working of miracles went into operation. The spirit of the Lord came on that man and he did that. He performed that feat. Let me give you another example of this gift in operation. Jesus Christ operated in the working of miracles. Go to Matthew 14. A very familiar passage of scripture. In verse four, verse 13, Jesus feeds the 5,000. Now, we talk about Jesus feeding the 5,000. And actually, in reality, he didn't feed 5,000. He fed over 5,000 people. Because the Bible tells you that there were 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. So there was way more than 5,000 people. Understand that. There was a lot of people. And in this story, John the Baptist gets beheaded by Herod and Jesus hears the news and he goes away to be by himself after he hears the news. But Jesus runs away, goes to a remote area and the crowds find him. <laughs> People find him and start flocking towards him. And the Bible says he had compassion on them and began to lay hands on the sick and heal them. Verse 15, watch what happens. It says that evening the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. And it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Watch this. They only have five loaves of bread and two fish. That ain't going to feed over 5,000 people. <laughs> that is not going to do anything for over 5,000 people. Verse 18, Jesus said, bring them here, he said. Then, verse 19, he told the people to sit down on the grass. And Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then, breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples, who distributed it to the people. 
They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterwards, the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Watch that. You have a situation. Over 5,000 people that need food. The disciples are like, what are we going to do? Send them away so they can get food on their own. And Jesus says, no, let them stay. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. Watch what happens. The working of miracles goes into operation. God intervenes in the natural course of the world. He breaks natural laws and his power supersedes it. And watch what happens. Five loaves of bread and two fish feeds over 5,000 people. But not just that. Everybody ate until they were satisfied. It wasn't rationed. It wasn't like, oh, give these people, you know, you can only have a little bit. We got to ration the food because we don't have a lot. Everybody ate until their heart's content. Everybody ate until they were full. If you wanted seconds, you got seconds. If you were fat and you wanted thirds, you got thirds. Everybody ate until they were full. So two fish and five loaves of bread not only fed them, fed them until they were full. Number two, there were baskets there were 12 baskets of leftovers. Understand that. That is not natural by any stretch of the imagination. Nothing you can do could ever make that happen. But the working of miracles went into operation. 5,000 people were fed until they were full. And there were 12 baskets of leftovers. That is God's supernatural power at work. That caused the miracle to happen in that situation. Watch that. And listen, people say, oh, you know, that was just Jesus. I remember there was a story of a preacher who was running a crusade. This was like back in like 2015. And I remember when this had happened. A preacher was running a crusade in the States. And they had set up the crusade. And afterwards, they were going to feed people, give people like a big box of like organic groceries and all that stuff. All the people that came to the festival from the inner city, give them, you know, food to take with them and basically they had ordered and brought with them a set amount of food set amount, I think it was like 800 boxes I believe of food but the amount of people that came to the crusade was more than that and when people started to line up after the crusade for food they were counting and they were going through the line and they figured out that this is way more than we have this is way more people than we brought. And now you're in kind of like the inner cities, you know, and people are coming expecting food. You told people to come expecting food. If we don't give them what they came for, then they're not going to be happy and we're going to have problems. So what do we do? And I believe that preacher said, just start giving out the food. We're going to believe God, give them out the food. And they began to reach into the trucks and just give boxes to people. People are coming in families, give them boxes. They fed every single person in that line, got a box of food. And you remember I said there was more people than food. And every single person, they just kept on reaching into the truck. And just taking out boxes. And every time they reached in, there was boxes. And by the end of it, the line was cleared out. Everybody who came for food got food. And when they looked into the truck at the end, there was one box of food left. Understand that. There was one box left. What was that? They knew 
that they didn't have enough food. They knew that there was more people than they could feed. And they knew it would be a problem if they didn't feed everybody. But you know what? The working of miracles went into operation. And just like Jesus fed the 5,000, look what happened. And everybody got fed and they had leftovers. So if you think all this stuff is just relegated to the Bible and it's just left in there as some type of great show, that's not the case. Those gifts are in operation today. The power of God is still in operation today. And he wants to work it for you. He wants to let that power work on your behalf. Amen. So don't just think that, oh, these great examples are just for scripture and they're just for Jesus because, you know, Jesus was God. That same power, that same ability has been given to every believer. And if you are open, if you desire, if you hunger for it, God will move on your behalf. These same things will happen in your life, in your church, and in your ministry. There's another story. I'll tell you another couple modern examples of this gift in action. I'm not going to take too long and tell them, but there's a story. You can search it up on YouTube. But there's a story about A.A. Allen. He prayed basically for a young boy who had basically a ton of defects, a ton of things wrong with him. I believe it was like 26 major things that were wrong with him. He was born severely sick, severely messed up. And the video is on the internet. And you can see a video on the internet of R.W. Shambach, who was in that meeting and watched that happen. He tells the story. And basically, he needed 26 miracles. And as he tells the story, Brother Allen went to pray for the guy Pray for, it was a kid actually, went to pray for the kid, healed. 26 miracles, 26 major things wrong with him. And as he prayed for him, the working of miracles went into operation. Because understand at that point, he didn't need to be healed. Because there are certain things that he did not have. We're not talking about a fixing or a patching up or a restoration. He did not have certain things. He did not have certain functions. So he needed a miracle at that point. And when the power of God, went into operation. When this gift of the spirit went into operation, healed. He was healed. Gave the kid back to his mother, healed. Perfectly fine. You should search you should search that up on YouTube. You search up RW Shambach 26 miracles or AA Allen Monkey Boy and you'll see that thing. You'll see that story, you'll hear that story, you'll see the footage. It is a great display of this gift working in modern times. God is still at work today. There was a similar story also with Amy Simple McPherson. She had a similar case where a mother, or I believe it was a mother or father, brought a kid to one of her meetings and came. I believe she went into the meeting and God spoke to her and said, there's somebody coming to the meeting tonight that needs a miracle. And she called for it and nobody was coming. And they just worshiped in the meeting. They continued to worship in the service and she was waiting for that person to come because she said God spoke to me that that person was here and somebody was coming in need of a miracle today so whoever you are come out and nobody was coming and they began to worship for a good while and as they were worshiping this person came out the crowd with I believe it was like a pillow and like a blanket over the pillar or something like that holding it in their hands and when they came to her they handed it to her and pulled back this the cover and it was a kid it was a baby and the person said this is my child 
I didn't think, and I didn't come because I didn't, I knew I needed a miracle, but I didn't think a one this great. I didn't know if you meant something this great. And long story short, she took the baby, prayed, they began to worship even more. And the power of God came down, the working of miracles went into operation. That baby was made completely normal. Was made completely normal. I believe the baby didn't have eyes in the socket. And as they were worshiping, eyes began to form like whirlpools. Eyes began to form on that child. And that child, she gave the child back to his parent, healed. Completely made whole. That was the working of miracles in operation. There was no natural way to make that child well. There was no natural way to make who they called monkey boy well. But the power of God came. The working of miracles went into operation. And they were made whole. They were benefited. People profited. The power of God was put on display. And many people were drawn to Christ through that display of his power. Amen. That's the working of miracles in operation. Don't throw these things away. Don't throw the gifts of the spirit away. Don't put them to the side. Don't put them on the back burner. People need them. People need them. There are issues, there are situations that people have that cannot be met by natural means. Nothing in the natural can help them. But thank God for the miracle working power of God. When it goes into operation, great profit is brought. When it goes into operation, great benefit is brought. And people can see that God is still a miracle worker. His power is still on display today in Jesus' name. And if that's you, that power is working for you. God wants that power to work for you today. So receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Where you're at right now, lift your hands and say, I receive the power of God to work in my life and in my situation, things that I need from the hand of God, things that can't be met, issues and needs that can't be met by natural power, receive it in Jesus' name. Receive that power in Jesus' name. Receive it right now where you're at in Jesus' name. We've had, I've had people write and send emails to me and they've had this issue and they've had this this issue and this problem in their life. Pray for me. I need this. I need that. People who are getting saved through this ministry send prayer requests to me about that. Receive the power of God right now in Jesus' name. If you're watching, receive God's power and let it work in your situation right now. Let it work in your body. Let it work in your family. Let it work in your finances. Let it work in your life and let profit be brought right now in Jesus' name. Amen. That power is working for you. And you continuously confess that from this day forward. The power of God is working on my behalf. He is working for me and he's turning situations around. He's changing things in my life. He's turning it completely around. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen. And if you come on here today and you know that the power of God, you want that power to begin to work for you. You say, I need that power. Nothing in the natural can help me. There is no way I can be helped in the natural. Let me tell you something. God will work that power for you. But let me tell you something. First and foremost, you need to be saved. So you can live a life of seeing that power work for you. Because this power comes through the Holy Spirit. And if you're not saved, you cannot access all of that. You cannot access these gifts and have them continuously working for you. Or be used 
in these gifts. If you are not saved, if you're not saved, God could work something for you. But if you don't turn your heart to him and live in him and don't become a new creature in Christ, then guess what? You can do something and you go right back to the old life you're living. The devil snatches it right out, snatches out and your life ends up getting jacked up all over again. Don't do that. Let the power of God work for you and stay in that flow continuously. Stay in that continuity. Stay in a place where the enemy can't bring you back to the situation that God has delivered you out of. And that will happen when you turn your heart to Christ, repent of your sins, and confess Jesus Christ as Savior. That's what you have to do today. Don't just let this be a one-time thing. Don't just let this be something that, you know, yeah, I feel it right now and I receive it and go right back to my old life. It'll just be a constant cycle. End the cycle today. Let God end the cycle. Repent of your sins. Turn your heart to God. And receive the power of God today. Because let me tell you something. Sin opens up the door for the enemy to come in. Sin opens up the door for the enemy to tear up your life. And mess your life completely up. It's an open door to the attack of the enemy. Why don't we shut that door today? Why don't we close that door once and for all today? I want you to do that. If you come on this video today and that's you. And you know there's sin in your life and the Holy Spirit is beginning to convict you of your sins. And you feel like I need to get rid of this sin. I need to get rid of sin in this area. I want to become a new creature in Christ and live holy all the days of my life. This is your opportunity to receive Christ right now. I want you to pray with me right now if that's you. And pray sincerely from your heart. And if you confess your sins, you repent of them and confess Jesus Christ as Savior, the Bible tells you that you will be saved. So I want you to pray with me right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus Christ to sacrifice his life for my sin. I believe that he died and was raised back to life for me. So now I ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And I receive the power to live holy until you return. And I'm no longer a sinner, but now I am a child of God. And I thank you, Lord, by faith. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I receive it, I receive it, I receive it now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed with me and responded to God's call for salvation, I want you to now take the next step. I want to help you to begin to walk on this path of righteousness. Many people get to the point where they feel like, okay, I just got saved, but what do I do next? I want to help you with that. There's a link in the description that will take you to a page on my website, and I want you to fill out the form there. And when you fill out that form, I'll send you some resources that will help you begin to walk on this path of righteousness and begin your walk with Christ. You don't have to walk this path alone. You have the help of the Holy Spirit and now you also have my help. So I want to send you resources, I want to pray for you, and I want to help you to become a strong believer. So go ahead and click the link now. God has made a way for his children to be totally liberated from the power of sin. But many Christians don't understand this. In Marlon Benjamin's book, Undefiled, he teaches that Christ put an end to sin's control and gave us the ability to resist all its temptations when they come. Order your copy now on Amazon or MarlonBenjamin.net. 
What's up everybody, it's Marlon Benjamin and I want to challenge you to consider becoming a partner with this ministry today. You know, our partners commit to praying for us continuously and they connect their finances to this ministry on a monthly basis. You know, God has allowed us to preach some powerful services over this past year and we have seen God demonstrate his power in mighty ways and we have seen people get saved and come into the kingdom of God. We've also been able to expand the reach of of the gospel through YouTube, the podcast, and I'm saved, now what? Which helps us connect to those who are being saved through our online ministry and get them on the path of righteousness and help them begin their walk with Christ. We last year, we just connected ourselves and became partners with Lester Summerall's Feed the Hungry. And we are providing meals to those who are in need on a monthly basis. So I want you to consider, prayerfully consider, becoming a partner of this ministry today. You can click the link in the description or go to marlinbenjamin.net, hit the Give Now page, and go to the partnership page. And you can see what we're doing and become a partner today. Thank you so much and God bless you.